I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sinners, I'm Shannon. And I'm Sean. And this is Sinful Cuts. Hooray! Huzzah! <laughs> We're so excited. It's uh it's so today it's October uh the eighth. Yeah. I think. Oh, that's, that <laughs> and makes it me sad. Feels We're but but I'm just saying through October. Yeah, I know. <gasps> but today actually finally feels like fall. Like it's actually nice crisp, like sixty two degrees outside. I'm yeah. wearing a sweater and I'm comfortable. Sinners October eighth and it, it is literally the official not the official but the first day that feels like fall yeah like we've been dealing with like 90 degree days even yesterday was a little bit like uh like a little bit cooler but it was really really rainy <laughs> this past week we had a day that was 82 degrees sinners the horror podcast you come to for all your weather related events in the northeast <laughs> lucky you <laughs> And today's guest is Sam Champion, and he's going to be talking about the Doppler effect. (laughs) Anyway, we're very happy we have fall. (laughs) Segwaying into that, it's it puts you in the nice vibe to watch all these horror movies. True. The 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 cooler air, you know, the the horror is really in the air now. Where uh, Fear Fest is on AMC. And, you know, you could catch horror movies 24-7, so that's just delight. Wouldn't Delights it be great me. if October was 60 days long? That'd be great. It would be. It would be. Technically, I, I consider November to be 2nd October. It's fine. I'm going to back you up on that. It's okay. It's yeah. fine. My, it's my weather. own problem, and I think it's okay. No, not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> it's not a problem. If we ignore it and we don't get help, then it's I, not a problem. I don't mind eating turkey on October 57th. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> The damn high five. Air high five. I love it. October 57. It's going on a t shirt. It's going on a t shirt. Oh, which, okay, quick, quick neck breaking segue into did you watch neck breaks? Well, it's a hard podcast. It felt right. Did you watch Eli Ross' trailer for Thanksgiving this week? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm excited as well. It looks like slashy goodness. Hell of a lot of fun. I think Eli Roth is kind of due for one. In my, I feel like he hasn't done a good slasher ever. Not really a slasher, like not really. No, I mean he's done some gross stuff and he's done some clever stuff and some clever gross stuff. Yeah, but he, I don't know that he's done a slasher. So this is not the first straight one. out. No, and this is kind of Eli Roth. I never really stopped to think about that before. You know, because this is from, um, he's basically expanding his trailer from Grindhouse. You know how there were the trailers. So I feel like this now, Eli Roth is looking at um, Edgar Wright and saying, all right, step up. When are we going to get the movie length version of Don't? (laughs) Which, if if Edgar Wright doesn't do that now, then he is a straight up 100% pussy. <laughs> uh, ooh. And that's right, Edgar Wright. Fighting words. Yeah. 
That was and probably one of the funniest trailers I've ever seen. The chances of me ever bumping into Edgar Wright are really slim, so I feel very emboldened to call him out say horrible things to him for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> no reason at all. Except for the fact that I would absolutely love to see Don't made into a feature-length film. That would be an absolute banger. So, okay. Uh, segue aside, everybody check out the Thanksgiving trailer and Eli Roth. Good on you, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Like so, today we are going to be talking about da, 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 1988, Night of the Demons. A full moon. A spooky, deserted mansion. Halloween night. All right, dudes! And dudesses! Let's party! Ten kids. All they want to do is raise a little hell. Now, as long as they live, they'll wonder. What's gotten into them? Night of the Demons. Blessed be the sinners, for the Day of Atonement is at hand. I'm looking at me. Angela's party. Sean has a look on his face. I okay. <laughs> just telling Shannon there multiple times in the podcast we've done so far where Night of the Demons has come up, and I said, and I, I just forgot that I didn't like the movie. <laughs> I, got, I got swept up, and I'm like, Night of the Demons. I don't know. Is it my favorite? Maybe. <laughs> and, and then. then rewatch it and Sean is is disappointed this week I'm watching it and if there was a camera on my face it would literally be like what the fuck this isn't this isn't the movie I thought it was I think I was thinking of demons <laughs> which that is a, is a completely, completely different, different movie, movie. Uh, but but anyway look Night of the Demons do I like the movie I do not but do I like the vibe I do so I'm going to unpack because we both know that this is more of a therapy session for me than an actual (laughs) informational podcast. I'm going to unpack how I can differentiate, all right, I don't necessarily love this movie, but I really do love the vibe. Okay. I kind of love the, um, you know, the whole time era words are difficult for me. The, um, the, 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 the 80s horror nostalgia that I have for it. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So if you guys, uh, so if you need a quick synopsis to remember uh, to differ- differentiate demons from Night of the Demons, oh this is the version of the teenagers party at an abandoned funeral parlor on Halloween night. When an evil force awakens, demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into a living hell. Which is, abs- look, come on, this is like catnip for us. Yeah. And it was filmed like in an actual, like uh, an abandoned house. Like that, that was an actual abandoned house. So they, 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 all the actors even claim like it was actually very creepy, especially at night. And it, um, yeah, I like, I don't think there was like, you know, I, I, I'm sure they, they all claim to like have heard things here and there, you know, like I don't think anything actually happened. I don't think the, the house had a lore or anything like that. It has since been torn down. Um, I believe it was in California that they filmed it and yeah. they, um, they have torn it down and now I, I, I forgot what it is. I don't know if it's like a supermarket now or something. It's, um, but yeah, but it's a completely different, um, 
Nothing would make me happy if I find out this supermarket's haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Get your your haunted burgers here. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think this is a fun movie. Is it a perfect film? No, but... Um, I, I mean, I dug it and again, yeah, like, like you said, I think it was definitely for, with its time that, um, you know, it was still, it was still the eighties. Sometimes yep. a lot of things happened in the eighties that were, you know, 88. Yeah. Eight, look, the late eighties in general, not a great, I'm not saying that there aren't absolute killer movies, but it's not a great time for horror. You start the eighties so strong. Mm-hmm. And then the you, you know then we hit the mid '80s and we just talked about Return of the Living Dead, right? And you know that's a standout. But then we start to get like the point of diminishing returns in the late '80s. There's just not a lot of good, not a lot of good stuff. And I, and and my take on it again, sinners, you know, just my, me hammering out words out of my dumb mouth. This is just my opinion. But that that from like '85 to the to to '90, it really it starts to get thin. And then even the beginning of the 90s, it still remains thin, but then you start to get um, the uh, like the CW model mm-hmm. of let's get a couple of good-looking kids and let's just really kill them in, in, <laughs> in crafty ways. Like, we've got the Urban Legends and we've got the, uh, the Friday the 13th remakes and we've got House of Wax and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Which, I know what you did last summer. Exactly. Like, things like that, yeah. Which I... I, I we've got we've to gotta start... We're going to have to do some of those movies because I want to talk about that time period. Yeah. Because there are some definite misses, but there's some really strong stuff. Like the House of Wax remake, I'm a fan. It wasn't... Um, I'm, I'm a little mixed on it. Like, I, I liked the, the kills. Um, the storyline got a little away from me in a way, but... Um, I like the creativity of it. Yes. I, I, yeah, I, I... Is it bonkers? Of course, he's literally a house made of wax. Yeah, sinners, that's impossible because the fucking sun comes out every day. So it's but I like the big swings that some of those movies took, and I also I like seeing attractive young people murdered. Yeah. in creative ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mind that. I think I just liked the original storyline better okay. in the original version. Oh. Are you talking about House of Wax? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. That is Vincent <clears throat> Price. We pray at the altar of Price here at Sinful Cuts. Mm-hmm. He is the Alpha and Omega for me. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, you know, Vincent Price, I kiss your face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically why every single podcast starts with a Vincent Price quote. <laughs> Pretty <you know>? much, yeah. <laughs> so let me bring us back to Night of the Demons because you're laying out the, the groundwork for what is so many of the movies that we watch and we love bunch of kids and they do something a little silly and they get picked off one by one yeah they do like a so they do like this like seance thing where they look in the mirror um and they they do actually invoke uh an evil um i'll admit that part i don't care for like when you see like the evil in, uh, in the mirror i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and later on you and know, were you also the... like that was incredibly easy i'm like was it yeah right like it just popped right out like i'm like huh you know like i remember all those times freaking playing like ouija with my friends and i'm like we just sat there for like an hour and like nothing happened all right let's move on did your town have a haunted house when you were growing up though like a like legitimate house that people were like this this is the town haunted house did no um what about like a what about like an asylum? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say we had we had an asylum. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so Pilgrim State um, was the one closest to me, and um, I'm hopefully I'm not incriminating myself right now, but I may have gone there. I may have snuck into the, the buildings, and I may <laughs> and I may have you know gone uh, you know to like you know the underground tunnel, and maybe you have I've walked through it, and it was terrifying. You just freaked me the hell out. Yeah. You seriously went down there? Yeah. No, that's crazy. I used to have a picture, and, like, you see, like, the walls, but then, like, you see darkness. I drive by Pilgrim State now. <laughs> Pilgrim State is still standing, by the way, yeah. I drive by Pil- Pilgrim State, and I'm like, Santa Maria, Dominique, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like he has, Betty. He has rosary beads out of nowhere. <laughs> Betty from the mummy. <laughs> then, then I'm like, you know, uh, doing my cantor uh, in Hebrew, you know. <laughs> uh, invoking Allah. <laughs> 
No, no, Pilgrim State freaks me out. Oh, man. It's, uh, sinners, I stated before, and I will restate it now. Shannon is the badass of Simple Cuts. I don't think any of you really had any <laughs> illusion that it was me. Like, she is the Simple Cuts badass. That's crazy. So, the reason I bring it up is my town that I grew up in, it did have our, the town haunted house. It was this dilapidated mansion far back in the woods, and sure enough, everybody, like, it was almost like a rite of passage that you would go there and drink. And you really, like, you would do it once. I, I did it once, and I never went back, because... The, the house still had all the furniture. We went down the basement. It still it had like like all these moldy National Geographics and luggage and stuff. It just wow. You know, and it's almost you, like it was like left there. And all you thought was what happened that someone just pick up and took off. And to my knowledge, that house is still standing. You oh know, wow! I don't think they turned it into condos or anything else back there. Like the woods are still there. Oh wow! So I just I but I do love that. I love a town that's got a little bit of a of a of creepy history to it and it has a haunted place to it yeah I, which i think i'm assuming was the vibe of having a halloween party in this movie yeah to have a halloween party at that setting and that was the original name by the way too was halloween party like they literally like filmed really? it yeah filmed okay. it wrapped it the whole nine and then they finally get it to the studio and they're like oh you shouldn't call it halloween party because of the movie halloween like it would be too like I don't think they would think that, I don't think they were afraid of like lawsuits or anything, but confusing. I, maybe. Yeah, maybe a little confusing. People right. would like go. But I think they like I think they like kind of suggested that people w might go into a Halloween party assuming Michael Myers would be a part of it. Oh, and you're gonna disappoint people. Like okay. you should have like your own thing. Like it's you have your own thing going on. You should make it your own thing. The interesting and that's thing, what it changed to Night of the Demons. The interesting thing about this movie was that it wasn't. Re it was released regionally, not um, not countrywide. Right. So it actually started in Detroit. Which I thought was cool. Yeah, and, uh, and but it got like really good feedback or like right away. I'm a teenager, and they're playing this. Am I gonna see it? I'm absolutely gonna see it. <laughs> like I said, it is definitely a vibe. I don't necessarily love there. There are parts of the movie, and we'll discuss it. There are parts of the movie I I, I really do enjoy. Most being, I'm a huge Linnea Quigley fan, mm -hmm. and this is her movie. Yeah. You know, this is her movie. I mean, she's the most interesting character. I think she has as uh, Suzanne, right? Yeah, she was Suzanne. She has the most fun. She really, you could see that she is enjoying herself in this movie. Like, way, be, and, and, and don't get me wrong, sinners. Everybody does a, a just a fine job in this movie. But she seems to be at another level. And I was curious about that. And I did a little research. And it turns out that she married... The FX guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think she's falling in love on this movie, and she's just like kind of walking on air. And you watch that movie, and you can kind of pick up on yeah on that with her. At, and I just yeah. think it's adorable. Yeah, it was that was Steve Johnson, He's and this very good. And this was his first movie. Well, he Steve Johnson, you get at, FX kisses all over your face because that is one of the best things about Night of the Demons is this practical effect work is solid as hell yeah and he said he kind of discovered it by like accident like the like the like basically like he was like putting taking too much time and then you know like putting his work on you know whatever and then somebody comes in is like okay you know we're gonna be starting in like 10 minutes or whatever mm. and he looks around and he's like i have like seven more of these to go he's like fuck <laughs> so he ended up doing something a little like a little faster he explains it better in the documentary if you if you want to watch that um but yeah but like um like it was the um, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for the um, the texture uh, that that he like kind of found by accident and he's like actually this kind of works we're gonna well, go with this Steve Steve is kind of responsible for I think a lot of the grab of the movie which is his practical effect work mm -hmm. on the poster yeah because that poster Night of Demons poster with Angela and then she's holding up the invitation that's an iconic poster yes you say what you want about the movie. I will. That, <laughs> I'm like pointing but, at you. <laughs> like the, 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 you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna slow my roll only because <laughs> movies like this have a soft spot in my heart because someone had an idea. The execution isn't 
at the level that I would say that 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 I'm gonna put this in the vault. But someone had an idea, got a bunch of people together, a bunch of actors together, and people that really love what they do and enjoyed making this movie and they produced something that then went on to become a cult movie and look they earn all the praise that they get it doesn't necessarily land for me but i'm not blind to the fact that i can see what went into it and the fun they had and probably a lot of effort and when you're shooting something on the fast and cheap and and you're just like throwing stuff at the wall to see what will work this you don't they should be proud of the product that they eventually made. You yeah. know, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, so Kevin Tenney, um, I think he just wanted to go in making a horror movie, and that was pretty much the, the, the end game there. Um, it was funny, too, because uh, Linnea quickly probably had, like, the most status quo, I guess, because of the yeah, horror movies. I would think so. Coming I mean, two from years off of uh, Return of Living Return Dead. Of Living Dead, sure. So, she, you know, so she already had, like, a, 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 reputa- a reputation, and Kevin Tenney had no idea who she was. So he hires he, her. Doesn't I don't even think know. He, I don't think he was like a huge like horror movie fan. I think he just wanted to kind of like like oh like this is kind of becoming like it's it was a big thing in the eighties as yeah. everybody knows. And he was like he just kind of wanted to get his feet wet. Like oh let me make my own like little horror movie. You know kind of like kind of went in that way. So you know when Linnea got hired, he was just like yeah okay. <laughs> I had no idea. Yep. And he found out, like, afterwards, where everyone was just like, dude, you got fucking Linnea Quigley on this movie? He's like, yeah, that's, you know, whatever. Her name is Suzanne. <laughs> yeah. Just shrugging, like, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And she would be? <laughs> no. He directed Witchboard. Okay. Have you ever seen Witchboard? No. Okay. I just, uh, I watched it, oddly enough, I just watched it, like, two, three weeks ago. And he's definitely the director of Witchboard. <laughs> and in this movie, he actually copies some... Oh, some of the shots are shot by shot. Like he has a very specific fall out of the window. Okay. That um, Judy does, and he replicates that in Witchboard. It's better in Witchboard, but Witchboard is also like I don't know. I'm scratching my head with this guy because, like, he does decent work, and Witchboard got some at the time it came out. It got some good buzz. It, it stars um. Oh my God, David Coverdale's wife um, uh, from White Snake. Oh, uh, Tony Katane. Okay, and and she's good in it, you know. Okay. Uh, but but yeah, it's just, it's it's like oh, just a little bit more this way than we're really talking about something that could be special. And I feel the same way about Night of the Demons. Like it just like give me just one, a little bit more here. Script work. Okay, and it, you know, well, yeah, 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 so, yeah. I get anyway. I get I get what you say. Yeah, this. I mean, this, the the acting, I remember, was, I'll, I'll go with, like, probably was a little stiff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sal, I wrote in my notes, is Sal Italian? Is <laughs> Sal, the director's, like, uh, 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 I think it's Billy Greco, Billy Greco is, it plays Sal? Billy, uh, Billy Gallo. Billy Gallo, sorry, sorry. Uh, Richard, yeah. <laughs> Richard Greco completely different person yeah. <laughs> i feel like he went up to the director and was like what's my motivation and the director was like if a block of parmesan became sentient <laughs> that's your motivation <laughs> shannon what is going on with sal in the- should we put a pin in that until we get to it or do you yeah. want to discuss sal now <laughs> no you might as well get him out of the way now um I'm trying to remember him talking on the documentary about his character. Yeah, I think he... he I, I'm pretty sure they all had a lot of creative freedom. Uh, I'm, I'm almost positive they all kind of said that. Um, yeah, so I think he was just kind of playing himself. In a, or maybe an over-exasperated version, maybe, of himself. I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. But anyway, yeah, but he definitely wanted to be the hard-ass. Is Sal entertaining? He's absolutely entertaining. <laughs> is Sal the living embodiment of every Italian-American cliche <laughs> until the Jersey Shore came around? Yes. Yeah. So Sal, wear that with pride. Yeah. I mean, absolutely wear it with pride, but I mean, he comes on screen Rings the doorbell. The kid, the the, the, the little brother who yeah. just needs a beating <laughs> for every scene that he's in. Um, I mean, Sal just comes at this. He comes at it hot, but he's he is incredibly entertaining. Um, but yeah, I was I was just like, is is no one 
<laughs> no one on set was like, maybe less? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> hey, yo, where's the fucking party over here, guy? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. There's no fool like an old fool. You son of a bitch! Hey, hey, hey cool it, Pops. You want to blow your pacemaker or something? Well, I mean, I could dance with you, but, you know, you're not my dream girl or nothing like that. She smacked Polly three times just now in the face. She smacked him three times. And it's not just a money thing. It's a pride thing. All our food. Pizza, calzone, buffalo mozzarella. But it is insanely entertaining. And I'm like, maybe as the movie goes on, it'll tone down. It no, does it does not tone down. It does not. <laughs> what I love about it, though, is Sal's last name is Romero. So, all right. That's clever little clever little chef's kiss there. Little. So, okay. <laughs> Sal, you, 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 you've had your beating. It was a choice. You made it. And it is highly entertaining. I think I'm coming. This could be an H2O moment. <laughs> I think I might be coming around in this movie. <laughs> Sal is so insanely entertaining for the lunacy of his of his performance <laughs> that I think you, Sinners, you have to watch Night of the Demons. <laughs> well, what about Stooge? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hal, Hal, <laughs> Hal Havens. God! Is who played Stu? Hey, come here, Paul! Look in the mirror! <laughs> you filthy bastards! Damn you all to hell! Happy Halloween, asshole! <laughs> so, so, so now we we have the other end of the spectrum. We got Sal, and we wait—is it Sal and Hal? Well, okay, so so. It's... <laughs> So Sal is the character, right? So the other character is Stooge, Stooge played, played by, by Hal. Hal. Okay. Yes. All right. So so yes and no. <laughs> All right. But I mean, Stooge makes some choices. He makes some choices. Sure. So he. Okay. So the. Uh, I don't even know if this girl is supposed to be his girlfriend in the car, where he, he's like, "All right, bitch, you're driving." And he just. Who <laughs> knows who this poor girl is? He leaves the wheel. <laughs> Wait. Can we all agree? The three people in that car would never even look at each other in real life. <laughs> it was... That was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we got Roger, and we have Stooge, and uh, it's not Judy. It's... Uh, it's No, it wasn't Judy. A girl that I confused with Judy. Um, Let me see. So that was not Suzanne. And my uh... first note of watching this movie is I'm taking notes is I'm like, oh, okay. Um, young kids are pieces of shit. <laughs> and then they might and, have been Allison. Um, oh, yeah. Her, her name is Helen in the movie. Okay. But Allison Barron, I believe. So then, of course, was. immediately they're they're kind of pranking the old man. And then my second note is: wait a minute, plot twist. Old people are pieces of shit. <laughs> I mean, that that old guy. My God, he was. So that was yeah, and he's just, and he's just credited as the old man. That was uh, Harold Ayer, I think is how you say it. A Y E R. But I like the callback at the end of the movie. Yeah, I like the framing device. Good on them. Yeah. All right. Yeah, bookending it. But uh, yeah, so jumping all over the place. So, but Stooge. He, <laughs> he, he probably yeah. I feel like he was a character too, but I remember. So there's a, a scene where he, um, like they're 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 like, oh, let's get this party started or whatever, blah blah blah. And he goes like, let's eat a bowl of fuck, <laughs> and that. So he asked to say this line. Now he. <laughs> My ribs are going to hurt by the end of this podcast. Shona's laughing. Shona's oh about to roll God. off on the couch. I have tears. So <laughs> he asked to say that line. He apparently claimed that he read, um, I think it was a biography of John Belushi. And John Belushi, I, I forget the piece of work, but he was supposed to say that line. And they were like, you're absolutely not saying that line. And apparently he went out like on stage and said it anyway. Okay. And so when he read this in the biography, it just like resonated with him. Like, it's oh, that's a his character. Yeah. Okay. Like that's, that's, you know, like, or whatever, or, or technically, or no, like I, or either that or like he, John Belushi never got to say it. Oh, so he's kind of picking up the man. So now, yeah. So he was like, you know, I got picked up for this movie and I happened to be reading this biography and I read that and he, first of all, he found it funny. That's one. Yeah. And two, he was just like, I think this would be an interesting line to say. And I kind of want to say it on John Belushi's behalf. So very, what movies he's in, you know, so very random line. 
but it actually comes with a very random story. (laughs) So there was a, there was a point to that line. If anything is begging to be put on a t-shirt for Night of the Demons, (laughs) how have we not seen this? I know how, how, yeah, how? (sighs) All right. So look. How make it happen? We've got our car. We got, <laughs> everyone's looking for the, the quote-unquote party. The party night, yeah. We have, we have. oh my God. Okay, we have to talk about the convenience store scene. Uh, yes. All right, so, so you, you got, first see. So when you first see Linnea Quigley, you see her ass. Her bottom. Yeah, her, her bottom. <laughs> Linnea Quigley, just like, I, I mean, good on you with your fitness? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. But so, <laughs> Linnea Quigley is distracting the clerks at the um, at the convenience store. By the way, Kevin Smith, looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden I was like, okay. Because the two um, convenience store clerks could definitely be Randall and whoever the other asshole is in, in, in clerks. Um, but uh, Angela has got her Halloween bag and she's just filling it full of shoplifting and filling it full of stuff. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> there is one person in this scene that is 14 feet tall. Oh, okay. Angela gets <clears throat> to the other aisle and this guy is bent down and he's with he's with this woman and he straightens up and it was serious. I'm like, how t- he just kept going and going and going. And I was fascinated by this guy. I don't think I noticed And I'm like, this is like the minute bowl of, of extras in a movie. It was so glaring. I'm like, this guy's got to be seven feet tall. So I got to kick out of that. Again, this... Did he get like out of frame? Like when he stood up? Like... Almost. Okay. Like the top... And the, look, we are far back we got a wide shot and yeah. this guy is almost out of frame because he is 11 feet tall <laughs> this is another as this is another fucking h2o thing that's happening that i'm convincing myself that i actually like this movie as i'm talking about it and i don't like it when you do this to me i do not like it this i feel like it's planned out oh my god all right i'm gonna start bringing or maybe up the it's just a fun movie <laughs> god damn all right you're right. It is a fun movie because my experience with this movie is it has always been playing on in the background at a bar or at a party. Okay. And I it makes me feel good when I see Night of the Demons, even though I confuse it for demons, it does make me feel good when I see this playing at a party setting because it's got that it's got that vibe. I want totally because you know you can step into Night of the Demons anywhere Pretty and much. be like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll, like you. You don't have to. You don't have to be there from frame one to follow what's going on. No, you just pick it up on the fly. Yeah. So, sinners, we'll we'll cut it short. Everybody gets to Hull House, and then we have our our party start. And you know, it's kind of a dud because there's only what there's like eight. There's of them. yeah, like eight to ten people, I think, and. Uh... They, um, what you call it, the music, yeah, the music runs out, you know, then they start like, oh, what's going on? You know, like, what do we do? Let's have the seance, the seance, and then, and then things got weird. Um, but they did not know that they actually did wake up a demon. Um, yep. and, and I guess it travels by mirror. So, uh, you know, Linnea Quigley's character, Suzanne, is the first one that gets hit because she's constantly fixing her makeup. She's looking in the mirror. So I'm assuming that's how it traveled and it got to her first. Yes. So she's the first one affected. Um, also, you know, sorry to interrupt, but mm -hmm. in terms of a a character and an actor who's now going to carry your, your possession forward, banger choice to have it Linnea. She's having so much fun. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. So I really like that. Because because she gets weird and yeah. she plays weird like really well <laughs> and, and she shifts that gear from weird to playful to weird to playful kind of all throughout the movie until the third act and she does great yeah so good yeah and I just love the fact that she fell in love on this movie yes <laughs> I really love that see it's a love story guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the so the, so we'll talk about her scene next so yeah so the I, lo- I remember turning around the heart all across her face like I can't get my makeup right. And guys, I remember like Sal was the first one. It's like, all right, you're kind of weird. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. And then what that was it Roger? Who the hell was the other guy? The 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 guy that was just trying to get laid? No, not Roger. I'm sorry. That was Al- Alvin uh, Alexis. The oh my god, who was the boyfriend? Uh, Jay. Was that Jay? Well, Jay's with Judy. Okay, so then yeah, it's Jay. So 
Yes. Okay. So yeah, Jay's so, trying to get laid. So for Jay sure. is just trying to get laid like the entire time. Like that's pretty much. She does not even wearing a costume. So Jay, yeah. you're kind of a jerk. Yeah. Just saying. Like really. Jay's a zero. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, Judy's coming off Sal, so her taste in men, questionable. Questionable. But I'm kind of like in spoiler alert, sinners, hoping that she got together with Roger. At the end of the, I mean, like, trauma relationship. Yeah, uh, maybe. 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 All right. Yeah, I don't think we ever... I think we let that be our imagination, so maybe. Um, Yeah, I don't know. And how about... All right, you know what, Night of the Demons? Good on you. Our black character makes it to the end of the movie. Yeah. Kind of unheard of. That is kind of unheard of. In the genre at this time, you know? So that's a conscious choice. I love it. Would this be... Tech, would you consider this the first one? Oh God, probably no. Because um, I, I was trying to think of ones before that. I mean, we had um, we had oh, technic- Dawn of the Dead. That was before. So Dawn of the Dead. You're right. So Dawn of the Dead, and um, I think one just popped in my head. I'm pretty sure. Um... Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm waving to him to to give it to me and plant it, plant it in my head. Like we're, we're directing traffic, <laughs> and that movie is. I look like I'm having a stroke. I don't look like I'm directing traffic anywhere. That movie is the Norwegian classic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! If you listen to our shortcuts volume four, you'll know what that is. Come on, now you freak me out though, because I know you know. Oh, Say I it. do. So, um, so, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street three. You're right. Right. The right. the black guy makes it to the end of that. Dream Warriors. Unfortunately, gets killed off yeah. within the first ten minutes of the fourth one. Neither here nor there. However, he did make it. So actually, so yeah, that's correct. Um, but it was kind of unheard of still. Yeah. By that point, in you know, 1988. But anyway, backtrack to, okay, so now Linnea is uh, getting weird. She has makeup, has lipstick all over her face. Now, there's definitely a scene where everyone goes, wait, what? <laughs> I know what you're going to talk about. Yes. And so, the practical is bananas. It is, it is bananas. So she, so now she, you know, uh, often gets naked in a lot of her movies. This one is no exception. So she gets topless. You see, she, um... Uh, you know, starts playing with the lipstick, like, you know, around the, the boob area. And now the, so Tenny, the director Tenny, he came up with this idea apparently from Renaissance artwork. And cause he learned that women, um, uh, mainly prostitutes, cause obviously they're advertising for, you know, um, they would use, uh, like rouge on their nipples to, uh, give them a nice color, I guess. I think it was just more attractive to look at at the time. Um, and, and, you know, and if they were painted, uh, as well, that was the color that they just used to like enhance that area, I guess. Okay. So he just kind of found that a little interesting and kind of utilized that idea with, oh, you know, it'd be fun if you just like play with the lipstick, like around it. And then if you could like, you know, and then, you know, worked it out with uh, Steve Johnson, like, can we get her like a prosthetic piece? Because I want her to like push it in. Cause I want, cause the audience, the, he basically wanted to create a part where the audience goes, wait, like, and that is exactly what uh, that's, that's yeah. Because, because then that's when shit gets fucking you're knocked like, into, well, maybe not 12th gear, but you know, like, wait, 
what just happened? Yeah, and you're it like, what on the you f- that you've been looking at a prosthetic and it's so good. Yeah. So she, uh, so it's a little bit of, of trickery in a way with a prosthetic. So she, um, you know, it is a, a fake piece. So the lipstick itself actually was kind of like um like a like a little small like, like a telescopic kind of yes. gizmo. Yes. Sweet. So that was so that collapsed. And then. And then she was able to push it in. She pushed her... She had to push her finger all the way in um, because then when she pulled it out, then the nipple flap, like, went back into place. It's crazy creative. Yeah. So it almost looks like it could be CGI where it totally wasn't at all. That was all practical. I mean, I guess it could be. It's 88, but it wasn't. But, but, uh, yeah, that one wasn't. Sinners, again... What do you hear us praise on this podcast is the practical work mm-hmm. in these movies. This is, um, I'm sorry, Shannon, uh, Stephen Johnson? Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson. This is kind of like, I mean, this is like this guy's like, like real to showcase what he can do. Yeah. I, I was so impressed with the practical work on this film. And oh, also, just to circle back, yeah, Lene Quigley gets nude in a lot of her films. You know, if I had Lene Quigley's body, I'd be getting nude going to get my mail. Like, good on you, Lene Quigley. You know? So, yeah, let's just get that out of the way right there. Just, you know, you work with what you got. Chef's kiss. So, not in a creepy way. <laughs> but she's just, like, like I said, she is... This is her movie, and she's having a lot of fun with it. So from this point to to, to what you said, now we get... It's like, like the fuse is lit, and we start to take off with just, you know, we're... It's like a, uh, the dominoes. Right. Possession, possession, possession. Yeah. Can I bring out uh, one scene? Because we're, we're heading toward that scene right now, which is my favorite scene in the movie. And it's when Angela puts on the music for Sal, and, and the strobe lights are going, and she starts dancing. Yeah. This scene does not. This scene is, does does not belong in this movie. This scene belongs in a better movie. This, I get frustrated because this is a really effective scene, and it kind of goes on to the point where it's almost uncomfortable. You know, which is probably what they wanted to create. And this was written in the. It was already written. Like okay. there was a dance sequence, so they knew they. Or well, they figured they had to hire a dancer who Amelia Kincaid absolutely was. Okay. She, she did, like, backup dancing for Cher. Um, I think she even mentions, like, Smokey Robinson. Um, like, she, ha- she had, like, a, a already an impressive career <laughs> as a dancer. Everything in this scene that the director's trying to do works. Yeah. The, li- the strobe lighting works. The music works. Mm-hmm. The choreography works. She did her own. Everything, yeah. th- this, when I hit this scene in this movie, like I said, it frustrates me because I'm like, if all the scenes were like this scene, with the care and the coordination, this would be a, a, a movie would be at a, a, a different level. Okay. But, I mean, this is, it, it just works and it reminds me so much of, um, of the Bauhaus scene from Ridley Scott's The Hunger. Okay. You know, just that strobe light and the kinetic vibe and the music and it all works really, really well. And then the scene ends, you know, and then we just kind of like go go back to our movie and Sal's like, you're weird, you know. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm going to go. <laughs> but there is that little, like, little tiny gem there where I'm like, ooh, what, what could be, you know. Yeah. But you know what? The director hit this scene and it works and, and it's really, really impressive just like the scene that we said with Linnea Quigley with the prosthetic work there mm-hmm. are there are little spots in this movie that are just wow okay that works really really well you know so I think that contributes a little bit to its cult status right also you know so look, I'm in the I'm in the minority here with I think the opinion of Night of the Demon it has reached cult status and it is beloved for that and it earns it I'll give I'll give it that it definitely earns it and I, and some of the kills are pretty cool too. So sure. um so uh I was mentioning that 
So, uh, Blue quickly, when she's, like, in her topless mode, um, you know, crazy <laughs> heart across the face lipstick mode. So, Sal goes in. He's like, yeah, no, I don't do weird. <laughs> and he leaves. <laughs> Jay comes in. He's like, hey, you know, freaking, like, whatever. You got lipstick all over your face. I can work with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, because Jay, again, is a jerk. He is super jerk. But he gets, he gets an awesome death scene. Again, great practice. Yeah. Really Ooh. great. So, he, so, Linnea, um, or... Suzanne, rather, as the demon, um, you know, sitting on top of him, which is probably really terrifying, but <laughs> he, um, she, uh, starts, like, freaking out, like, don't look at me or whatever, and then, like, shoves her thumbs, it, like, but, and I really think whatever that was, like, was meant to, like, pop and just... It, and pop it, it does. It, yeah. yeah. It, though, so she jams her thumbs, like, through his eyes, and this prosthetic piece just, like, explodes. Um, but it looks like it's a really great effect. It is, there are the practical pieces in this movie are what the most care went into. I think I I agree, and that's totally on. Steve and this and the set too. Like, like sure. I said, finding an abandoned like an actual abandoned house. Yeah, a uh, whole house. I think they called it. They um. I thought I just think it was clever. It, you know, they got. I feel like they got lucky. The time was right. This movie, unfortunately, suffers from, and it's not its fault. It suffers from what happened during the late eighties a lot, which was. The lighting and the smoke effects are oh, I got fun facts so about the, dated. I got fun facts about the smoke, but Let go me. ahead. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people complained about the smoke. So, okay. So, the so and the blue smoke, like, don't get me wrong, like, it, and they all agree that it looked amazing. Every movie during the 80s <laughs> was had blue filters would use this okay everything they said so they said it was like they, it looked like like almost like a like a cookie or a cake okay where they would like light it on fire you know and then it would start look like, like a smoke bomb okay. i guess and then you know and then the guy would just like walk around just you know blessing the house with this with the blue smoke before they would start the scene okay so they mentioned that this okay so like you would literally go like in your nose and blue. Like, everything was blue. That's not safe. They, they said, the, all the actors said that they would sneeze weeks later and blue, still and blue was still coming out. Oh, yeah, that's not great. Yeah. That's not great at all. So, I don't know what was in it, but I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Like, yeah, they're like, yeah, like, it's probably not, I mean, they all look fine now, but they all turn into Smurfs. Yeah. <laughs> Their insides did. That's concerning, though. Like, you're, you're three weeks post-production, and you sneeze, and it's blue. You're like... Mm. Yeah, they said, like, they could not get this shit, like, out of their nose, like, to, to save their lives. Like, it, like, why, like, how am I still, like, sneezing blue? One of my favorite stories about practical effects, not gone wrong, but Kevin Bacon tells a great story uh, on Friday the 13th, where he has the, the rig for the arrow coming through his throat. Okay. And the and the um, was it Tom Savini who did the FX for? I think so. I'm almost positive. I don't know that he was talking to Savini himself, but part of his. For the first one, yes, 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 because he didn't because he refused to come back for the second one. So yes. So he's Kevin Bacon tells a story where they have they have the rig set up and the effects guy uh, Kevin Bacon says, "Hey." What's this blood made out of? And it turned out that it was a whole bunch of different caro syrup and this, that, and the other. And it, and then the guy's like, and also like a like a photochemical that they use to process film. Um, and Kevin Bacon's like, that's that sounds like poisonous. And the guy's like, yeah, don't get it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't open your mouth. And then Kevin Bacon goes, it was like what? And then they're calling action. <laughs> And he does a scene, and he's like, and just every single drop of it got in my mouth and down my throat. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna die for and, real. <laughs> and he's like, hey, what we do for the, you know, to, for the love of the craft. Yeah. But that's crazy. Yeah, but uh, but it looked really great. It did. It did. It did look so good. I'm so sorry you died, but it looked fantastic. So. Now we, you know, our, our our films is is on roller skates at this point. It's picking up speed, and damn near everybody is possessed except Roger, who was asleep in the car. And then we found out what happened to Helen because yes. she crashes on top of it. Yep. Um. And now we have our three, our you know, our three heroes: Sal, Roger, and Judy, and they're getting just chased all over the damn house mm -hmm. by everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, we're on the roof. We have. 
Judy is... Okay, can we talk about Judy for a second? Sure. Because Judy frustrates me. Okay. Because she's insanely helpless. And <laughs> that, then, This is Kathy Podwell, by the way. Kathy Pod. So she's... I think that's how you say it. Insane. And, and I know it was... Look, Kathy, this is no dig at your acting. I know this was direction. She, like... Fall, trips and falls down isn't impaled on anything doesn't even twist her ankle and then Sal and Roger I think it's Sal is like get up and she's like I can't and I'm like but why yeah. <laughs> how come you, no but you can't and of course she does like I know that it was direction but she turns she goes from like helpless waif to kick ass back to waif <laughs> then to kick ass back to waif <laughs> And then the movies, and then she gets rescued by Roger, gets her over the wall. Roger comes back, good on Roger. Yes. And then she gets over the wall. But Roger was a true hero of this film. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth and back and forth with Judy, which was a choice. <laughs> but the what the yeah, it, it just it, it was a lot of yo yo. You know, I could I could I don't think I picked up on that the first couple times I've seen this film, and now that you mention it, I, I, I see that now. She's, yeah, she's... Yeah, she's, she's kind of frustrating a in lot, that There sense. was a lot of, I can't! <laughs> but I, again, I know it was direction. It wasn't her choice. She yeah. was being told to do this, so that's on so you. She, so she's acting the scene, so... Yeah. Yeah, so that's not her fault. Not her fault. No. But did But I, to- of- I totally get what you're saying with that character, yeah. Like, pick just pick one. <laughs> Definitely yo-yoing. So we have the un- unfortunate demise. Sal gets his hero moment. Mm-hmm. Kind of tackles um, Angela off the roof. He gets impaled. And then um, later on, you see that there's a little tombstone there that actually is his tombstone, Sal Romero. Cute. <laughs> Cute. The tombstone is made out of... Did you just, like, boop the grave's <laughs> nose? Boop. The tombstone's 100% gabagol. <laughs> yeah, so... So now we're down to just... We're down to Judy and Roger. Everybody's after him. They get... Uh, over now, this is actually an effective scene because Roger's got to climb via the barbed wire. Yes, which you're you're like yeah that that, ah. that part I'm like yeah I don't like that yeah I don't like that but it's effective it is effective then it's Judy's turn and Judy goes back to Waif and is I can't Roger and now we're back to Waif I can't Roger I can't so Roger's already on the other side and all I wanted was to see Roger. High tail down the road. Later, bitch! And then the credits come up. Oh, I would have loved that. But Roger being Roger, he goes back and he rescues Judy. And and then... Because he's the better person. They also play in that the sun comes up and the demons are then, like, dispelled. So I guess it was... It was... They were... uh, possession only lasts until the sun comes up. Well, I don't, I don't think... Yeah, I don't think in any demon movie they can stand the sun. Okay. I think. I'm pretty sure that's a rule. Uh, look, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I was like, wait, were they vampires? <laughs> but then, then we have our callback to our nasty old man. Yes. And br- you got... All right. I, I, so, I've stepped all over you this entire podcast. No, so that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. So we so if you remember the end scene, so the, the crazy old man that's yelling at all, oh, you damn kids and your music. Uh, you know, <laughs> whatever he says, I don't know. <laughs> and you're breathing. <laughs> you're breathing. <laughs> you know, so you see in the very beginning, he has like a, a bunch of groceries and like he picks up apples and, and uh, razor blades. And you're like, oh, you're going to be one of those guys. Okay. Uh, like, <laughs> like, By the way, second movie in a row, Apple and Razor Blades. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. Call back to Halloween 2. Yeah. Well, I don't know about an apple. You, I guess you assume it's an apple. Uh, but, but Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, horrible. But, uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, so the, you find out, like, oh, like, he's all grumpy in the morning. He's apparently grumpy to his wife, too. He's just a mean old man. He's such a dick. He is such a dick. So then his wife, I uh, can only imagine what she put up with all these years. So she bakes a pie out of the apples that he brought home, and he goes, <gasps> has a gasping moment <laughs> because she filled it with the razor blades, and now they just turn alive and saw through his throat. <laughs> I I mean, at this point, I, mean, I was did, like, Night of Demons, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> You've literally made me watch 85 minutes of this movie. 
I'm gonna enjoy this last minute. They I, really. I, I think that was just for just shock value. Just you know, like just like a little like, don't worry, he'll get his type of a thing. I love it when the wife is like, "Happy Halloween, dear," and gives yeah. him a little little kissy. So she murdered him. Yeah, she totally great. murdered him. Absolutely. He was an ass. He was an ass, and good on her. <laughs> So yeah, it has nothing to do with the storyline, but just a fun little. I, I think that I really do think that was just put in there just for fun. So I do, I will circle back to Night of the Demons is more of a vibe for me than like a movie that I would seek out. But I do, I love that it's got this cult status. I will give a lot of credit for that cult status to Return of the Living Dead because they're so similar. Of just, we've got teens looking for a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, uh, by the way, uh, real quick, Return of the Living Dead Sinners, um, there's a great documentary on uh, Screenbox right now. It is from 2011, but it's got the, um, it's got most of the actors who are in it, um, and uh, it's just start to finish. You gotta see this documentary. It's so great. A lot of really good behind the scenes stories. Turns out, Jewel Shepard. No bueno. <gasps> really? Super no bueno. Ooh, gas. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at, at one point, almost every single person in the documentary brings her up, and, and they're like, oh, like, Ugh, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so I, I leave it there. So, Sinners, check that out. But I do think that, um, and I'm not saying that uh, Night of the Demon is riding coattails or anything. I think collectively, we look back on the 80s now, and we look back on the lower budget uh, movies that that resonate and we give them the cold status and look they earn it yeah you know, they certainly earn it there's a lot of garbage from the 80s and trust me I saw them all I mean a lot of time spent at Blockbuster <laughs> um, and, and they just you know they, they just are exposed to sunlight and die yeah. <laughs> but, or disperse yeah. back into the house I don't know yeah but the, but the movies that have actually been able to, to like claw their way to, to that status I have to give them credit you yeah. know yeah really like like, I, I get the faults that this movie has, like, you know, like, so I get, like, the, you know, like, the thing that you mentioned with Judy, I, I get the, uh, the, so the actual demon itself, like, kind of looks like a dragon. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, for I don't, sure. Why they went with that, I'm not really too sure. Um, so, you know, but again, these are all choices, it's, you know, I'm sure they had, they never, like, really mentioned the demon at all, so they're, like, in the documentary that I watched, so I never, I don't really have any... You know, where'd you find that documentary? Oh, YouTube. I want to check it out. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to check it out. If I find majority of things on YouTube. Nice. <laughs> Good old YouTube. Including us soon. Yeah. Hopefully. Cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna sit here and just stare at the camera. <laughs> so, I'm going to. All right. Soon we're gonna do something. Hopefully fun. I mean, you'll let us know, I suppose. But I'm going to name a couple of movies. For Shannon. Oh. And I want... And you're going to give me... Not mainstream, but you're going to give me Smash or Trash as okay. far as cult status goes. Okay. So Smash or Trash. Ready? Okay. Okay. Because these are all in the vein of Night of the Demons. Okay. All right. Sleepaway Camp. Oh, Smash. Me too. Killer Clowns. Smash. Yeah, me too. Chopping Mall. So, okay, so I I like Chopping Mall. Yeah, Smash. Oh, yeah, Smash. smash. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Slumber Party Massacre. They, hmm, not, I didn't love that one, but I, I would maybe go trash, but it had some good kills in it. Yeah. I'm already holding my thumb down. Sorry, Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah. We get a trash. Okay. Pieces. I love Pieces. Yeah, Smash. Smash. Uh, pieces has the most, it's the most insane movie ever made. With the most insane ending ever put on film, <laughs> and and I love it. It's up there. And we're not going to talk about it because one day we're going to. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> we're not going to talk about it because one day we're going to talk about it. Pieces is fucking bonkers. Yes. Okay, Chud. I don't know if I ever saw. Did I see Chud? Hold All right, on. Then we, then we. If you didn't see it, then we won't rate it. Then okay, because I I don't I don't remember Chud. Dolls. I love dolls. Okay, smash. smash. Same here. Street Trash. I never saw it. Uh, okay, then we won't do it. Oh, and Witchboard you never saw. And Witchboard I never saw. Okay, so those are like my, those were my cultish movies. 
Now we're gonna go a level up. We're gonna go a level up. Okay. And you're gonna let me. Uh, we we'll do smash or trash. But this isn't for cold status. This is gonna be for like classic or no classic. Okay. They're all good. So okay. it, it, we're not like judging them on that front. But you're gonna give me classic or no classic. Okay. okay ready? April Fool's Day. No classic. Okay. The Fly. Classic. Nice. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh. Fright Night. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Reanimator. Uh, to me, not a classic. Oh. I know a lot of people. I know because I'm not a huge oh. fan of that Reanimator. I know everyone else oh. is. I know. I know. Are you ready for my ruling? Okay. Undecided. Oh. I think I have to watch it again. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember thinking it was like utterly ridiculous, okay. and it took <sighs> it took too. I remember it taking too long to get to any kind of excitement. Okay. <laughs> but, and I, I'm like, why does everybody love this fucking movie so much? I'm gonna back you up. I'm gonna back you up. Because so, if it was, if it w- stood out as a classic in my mind, even though I saw it so long ago, I would jump all over that. Yeah. Okay, no classic. What yeah. a good movie. Um, mm. <laughs> Night of the Creeps. Uh, I would say that's a classic. Oh, it's classic for yeah. me. Yeah. Oh my God, Tom Atkins? Yeah. Oof, Tom Atkins is getting his face kissed so well. Yeah. Like <laughs> The Stepfather. I like The Stepfather. To me, that's a classic. Sweet. Evil Dead 2. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're both looking at each other like, why do you say stupid things? Why you... <laughs> I get to talk stupid all day long. Yeah, you're going to be an idiot your whole life, dumb dummy. What about From Beyond? I never saw it. Okay, Barbara Crampton and Ken, who I can't pronounce his last name, Fiori, I'm going to say, from um, Dawn of the Dead. Gotta check it out. Okay. Gotta check it out. From Beyond. From Beyond. Okay. Um... All right, you're gonna you're gonna look at me like I'm an idiot. Dawn of the Dead, <laughs> classic. <laughs> Pet Cemetery, classic. Okay. Oh, I the lo- original. You original. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just okay. stopped myself. I was like, wait, <laughs> not the remake. I didn't see the remake. Uh, I I saw the remake. Not bad, but oh my god, nowhere near. Yeah. Mm. Um, they live. Oh, classic. And Texas Chainsaw Two. Oh. I would say that's a classic. Okay, I'm gonna back you up. I, I think it, the first like th- three of them are to me. But it, I'm gonna say classic, but for completely different reasons. Like D- Texas Chainsaw One, we have talked about about. Oh, by the way, so, son of a biscuit. I listened to I think it was our um, Night of Living Dead, and you know what I said? Like a dumb mouth, idiot fool. <laughs> I said that Wes Craven directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then I took. Did my, you? I did. Oh, just in an aside. And I immediately, <laughs> after listening to that, threw myself on the Long Island. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Toby Hooper directed the classic Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It bothered me so much when I heard my dumb face say that that I have to correct it now. <laughs> wait until my next big mistake. Can't wait. So Texas Chainsaw. Well, this week it'll be me with Norwegian films. Norwegian. <laughs> I am going to float through this week, <laughs> dining out on Norway. You can expect at least one text a day from me. I heard there's this great Norwegian restaurant. <laughs> but sinners, it's just, it's like I'm looking at my, my little sister here. It's nothing but love. Mommy and daddy aren't fighting. I don't need you guys to get upset. So, so Texas Chainsaw 2 gets classic status for me because of the humor because there, that movie is so much damn fun, so much damn fun that I think we need to do it very soon. Okay. All right. Cool. Um. All right. So look, a fun little game. I really yeah. enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really enjoyed that. I like. You know what? Smasher Trash might become. I don't know that we'll do it all the time, but I want to pop Smasher Trash on, on the podcast. <laughs> that was a nice little impromptu. For sure. All right, I wasn't now, even ready for. It. I had no idea he was going to do that, guys. So I was, I was, I was just as surprised as you are. <laughs> I like to surprise Shannon, and now, as always, gang Charlie, our pet mascot dog, is here as well. He just yawned. You may actually hear it. Charlie, <laughs> Smasher Trash, Paw Patrol, Smasher Trash, Lassie. <laughs> He's looking at me like I just want to hear treat. That's all, yeah, I, that's, that's all I want to hear. That's that's. I uh, just give me a morsel. That's all it. Right. So look. I blathered on about how this is a vibe. Oh, everybody's a vibe. I can't even stand myself saying it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it it 
is something that we look back on in the 80s. 80s are a weird time. I feel yeah. like we judge it completely separate from every other decade. Because it was it was such a unique time. It it, it was it was a time especially in horror where the uh, your imagination really had to run wild. Um I believe the coke was also running wild, but neither here nor there. <laughs> I think that's responsible for a lot of the blue filters a lot and a lot of, of the smoke. A lot of a lot of a lot of responsibilities Wait, there, but are blue filters and smoke director's version of "We'll Fix It in Post"? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's very just possible. Put a lot of smoke in there. Just put a lot just, of smoke. Just, just, just smoke. Just with more filter. smoke. More smoke. <laughs> There's there. You, we could probably do a podcast just called "Blue Filters and Smoke" and never run out of movies. Yeah, and they probably. would all be from the '80s. They they totally would be. Okay, so. Night of the Demons. Look, it's not going to be a Halloween two moment for me where I actually circle back around and I and I and I do love it. You did get me with that. I'm shaking my fist at you, <laughs> and I'm pointing and I'm furrowing my brow. I, I can. I'm in the camp of I do like H two O now. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but I came around on that movie. It's just um... well, because it was also worse. Like there, there was I'm, a friend of mine even like reached out. Like that movie was such garbage, and I'm like, uh, not compared to Curse of Michael Myers, Resurrection. You go deeper and, into the and, canon and everything Boy, else howdy. that follows. Oofa. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, no, like compared to the re- compared to other movies, H2O was really not that bad. <laughs> it, it, no, it was. I, 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 just over the past couple of weeks since getting away from the podcast, and I re-listened to it. And we had fun with it, and all of a sudden, it's just like I'm getting this soft spot in my heart for it. Even though I can see the mistakes are glaring, and you can see them coming from a mile away, but the movie as a whole is like a—it's like a tight eighty minutes, eighty-five minutes, and it's fun as hell. And I yeah. think it gets right to the point too. Yeah. Like it doesn't really beat around any bush, yep. which is another thing I really loved about it. Holy cow! Do I have to pick up the book of list of movies we're doing next, or do you know what we're doing next? We, what are we doing? I know what we're doing next. Good, because I don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of funny you did. Uh, Hold on. That's why I keep a list. Thank God. Are we, but I I thought we weren't announcing it. Oh, is this the super secret special? This is the super secret special. Then we are not announcing (laughs) it. Because this will be on Halloween night. Oh, snap. Then I know what we're doing. And it'll be, it'll most likely be a two-parter. Oh, wait. Because I... It's going to be a two-parter because I I cannot, because I am going to blather endlessly about the genre that it's mm, in. Mm-hmm, it, um, mm. So, yeah, it's going to be a two-parter. Nice. Sweet. So, you're going to have to find out. All right. Next week. Gang, we had a blast. And I hope you did, too. This movie is fun. Um, so, as always, uh, please follow us on Instagram. And that is at C-I-N dot F-U-L underscore C-U-T-S. <laughs> and that's different from finding us on um, Apple Music and on Spotify and all of the places where you stick our voice in your ear because <laughs> that is sinful C-I-N-E dash F-U-L C-U-T-S. Our Instagram following is growing and our downloads are growing and we can't thank you enough. Thank you, thank you. Because we don't do this for, we don't make any money at this. Mm -hmm. We do it for the love of the genre and we're going to keep doing it for that. Um, Unless you're a t-shirt company and you're (laughs) listening to this. And you want to make t-shirts for us, that'd be great. Or you're (laughs) just a rich uncle. (laughs) (laughs) You can only use one of those. (laughs) So you can reach out to us at sinfulcuts at gmail. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're not going to announce next week. We're really looking forward to it. I think we're going to have to do like a, we'll have like little snackies and a signature drink Ooh. for this one. By that, I mean a bottle of something yeah, <laughs> or six of beer. <laughs> Shannon, take us out. And that's a cut. Yay. You know what time somebody told me I was good in my life? Two, two, twice. This race today and dance and dance at the disco. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.